0: And welcome back to the hockey edition of the Loose Change Podcast. Uh, we've been waiting for Stu. We're going to start without him. You don't have him here. It's your host, Tyler Two cents We got Canucks fan Kai, we got Canucks fan Braden joining me. Does anyone know what's going on with Stuart? Where is
1: my understanding? Uh, Stu is an avid weather enthusiast, and there was this, uh, The Chinese government asked him, actually, if he wanted to man some balloon for them. And he was like, yeah, sounds. Yeah, they're like, you get to go really high. I saw something
0: in the news about a balloon.
1: Yeah, it was actually Stu. So unfortunately, um, Stu has been shot down by F-22 fighter pilots. No Um, way. We do not expect to see him again. No way. I I hope so. Um, Guess you'll have to stay tuned to next episode. I don't know if he was given a parachute or another balloon. Stay tuned. Find
2: out. I did watch the video. I didn't see a parachute. So but that be pretty first. funny? You know, you're flying in a balloon, and then you also have a parachute. So you, your balloon gets shot down, and then there's like another balloon essentially coming out. <laughs> I
1: don't get like how in today's modern world, like I, I don't know why people are scared of like a world war with China if their big like spy <laughs> technology is just like a balloon. Like I like I feel like I could come up with something a bit more like not but, even a paper airplane. Like, apparently, that's everyone
2: scary. uses those. Really. Yeah, because they they fly um, above, like, the altitude that most fighter jets go.
1: Yeah, but you could just, so, like, shoot, like, a needle at it. <laughs> <laughs> like, if a bird hits it, like, it right. just has to peck it. Like, it's a, like a woodpecker after it. Like, I would just train woodpeckers. You could shoot, like, a <laughs> laser at it, no? Just blow it up? Do it, exactly. Just put a laser have at it. The,
2: I thought they had the space laser. Like, why, why even use... 22s
1: well no even that. just one of those like really good lasers you could get off like Amazon that they tell you not to point at planes like I feel like you could shoot one of those and if you just concentrate on the one spot enough it would soften up and like go through it I remember in high school this is a great hockey podcast non-political way, but we'll complete get
0: into it. NHL hockey podcast
1: I remember in high school we went to Italy on this Italy and Greece trip and it was like kind of sick like you know a bunch of like 15 16 year olds and the yeah, street the vendors there, like
0: it. what the, the fuck? street
1: vendors would sell those fucking, like green laser pointers but like the hardcore like fucking industry ones i don't know why you have laser pointers that are that strong like, you know, you're not supposed to, like, shoot them at the sky. Like, you could shoot those things, like, across the city. Like, I remember our hotel was on the top of a hill. we'd go up to the top floor. You'd shoot it. And you could look at somebody's, like, room, like, across the city. And you know that we were shooting those things at fucking planes, like, all night long. And I'm shocked that no <laughs> Oh, my went down. God. I have um, to cut
0: this now.
1: Shooting no, it's fine. Planes? Like, allegedly, allegedly, some people I saw did that. Allegedly. This. Allegedly. 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 Thank you. This is all legend.
0: Oh, um, okay. Good. But, yeah, I thought that like, was for real.
1: I remember, like, thinking about that, like, a little bit ago and being like, that's insane that, like, street vendors can just hawk industrial-level laser pointers like that to 15-year-old kids on vacation for the first time, and it's no worries, but... Yeah, everybody, thank you uh for joining in on this week's edition of Loose Change Podcast. What we're I gonna like break about down... you,
0: Braden, is you always keep me on my toes. As a host of a hockey podcast, how the fuck do I transition from that? You know what I mean So this
1: week we're gonna be talking about lasers and other things that are sweet, like uh the All-Star Games. Um those were great. Anyone anyone watch, anyone watch anyone watch anything more than ten minutes of that?
0: The nope. all-star oh, game no. is so bogus, man. Who cares?
2: Here's, here's the transition. On the topic of balloons, we're going to talk about Bo, Bo Horvat, whose salary just ballooned.
1: Ooh, Boom. Was
2: cut it. I <laughs> keep it. <laughs> the only way that transition could have
1: been smoother is if it happened before we transitioned. Um,
2: well, I mean, that's your fault for saying that there was no transition. Yeah.
1: Anyhow, back on track, though. Yeah, we'll talk about a couple things this week, but I don't know. We could give you the preview or we could just get into it. Let's just get into it. We're going to be fast. Why are we going to be so fast? Because we're slipping and sliding all over the place, just like Vegas is falling down the Pacific standings.
0: This is our best intro we've done in quite a while. Let's start with the Pacific division race. So Vegas is slipping. This is news to me. I literally, in the pregame notes, you texted me saying, hey, let's talk about Vegas. And I was like, oh, you mean like the Mark Stone injury? The fact that Eichel's not a superstar anymore? And you pointed out to me that Vegas is no longer in the driver's seat in that division.
1: No, in their last 10 games, the Vegas Golden Knights are 2, 6, and 2, which is extremely stinky. Not good. Poopy. Kind of bad. Um, we <laughs> thought that there was no catch. No, no, up. no. Keep going. Yeah, well. It's, How many synonyms do you got? I don't know. A couple. It's just it's so stinky and smelly that I don't want to hang out there anymore. <laughs> it's just when you look at things. Well, the Pacific as a whole, because when I first looked at it, Vegas was third in the Pacific. They're now first. Yeah, they this are is first. One day they're first. That being said, the gap between first in the Pacific and the, uh, I guess the Flames were on the outs. I don't know what we could call that. The runner-up spot's the wild card. Oh, um, the fifth
0: place in the division, yeah.
1: Yeah, fifth place is uh, is six points. That's three wins. Mm-hmm. Really not much separating teams there. Um, I mean, Vegas first to the fourth
0: is only a two-point difference. We got Vegas with 64 points, Seattle with 63, Kings with 63, Oilers at 62 with Flames four points behind the Oilers.
1: So Tyler, you previewed all the things that are kind of going wrong with Vegas right now and the issues they face. Kai, what do you think is the reason for that? Why is Vegas falling apart from what we kind of had thought was going to be so far ahead of the pack that they couldn't get caught? Why are they being caught?
2: I don't know if it's um, falling apart. I think it might just be a little mid-season run. Potentially, okay. you know, I think every team goes through it. And I don't think that they're a top team in this league anymore. And I think every team that's not like a bona fide, you know, like the Bruins, the Hurricanes, the Devils. Even the Devils went through a pretty, like, 10-game period where they were, like, really struggling. Absolutely. I think no team is, um, like, safe from that happening throughout the season. And I think Vegas is just. This- However, I think it's extremely concerning. And without Mark Stone, the stats for Jack Eichel are extremely pedestrian. Does someone have
0: Jack Eichel's stats up? And can I ask you guys a question? What do you guys put into this number? The Vegas Golden Knights are only 14 and 13 at home. 14 and 13 at home. We look across the NHL. There's not a single playoff team with that bad of a home record. In fact, there's no team in the NHL that averages more than a point per game in their standings with that bad of a home record. Outside of Vegas, they have a great road record. What do you guys put into that number? Why is that just a weird coincidence? Why can't they play luck. good at home?
1: Luck? I I Well, there's two ways that I I, I can kind of look at it. Number one is like you said, just with that home style, like you do, you are favored when you're on the home. Like you do play better at home. You're not I on the road. You're it. not tired, right? Like it makes sense that you play better at home. So, number one is I, that's why my first thing is I say, that's just luck, right? Like sometimes it swings your way, sometimes it doesn't. Like, like I said, if ruts happen. That rut can happen at home for a season. Like, that's not unheard of. The big brain, let's get into it, conspiracy theory could be that. Vegas has had it easy at home the last couple of years because everybody coming into town has been hung over from partying the night before because it's Las Vegas. And now that (laughs) Vegas has been in the league for a couple of years, that novelty is wearing off and teams aren't partying like they used to. And Vegas isn't used to playing hard, uh, uh, you know, in their own stadium. Do I think that's it? No, (laughs) no, like that's not it, but it's a fun narrative that that we can push. Why not? Right. Three members
0: of the podcast. I'm willing to take that and run with it for sure. The Vegas Golden Knights are a fraud team and they take home way too um, easy, but they should not take it that easy. They should take it more seriously. And they're throwing. <laughs> how can you be 16-5-4 and four on the road? I, I know that it could be luck to an extent, but literally there's 16 teams in the playoff spot. There's 24 teams with better home splits than them. I don't see how... That's not like a major issue. And I, I, can give I you can't one. just write it off as luck. I think you have to address it somehow and fix it.
1: So let's go back from now until I'm going to go to. Let us go to look December 1st. We're going to go from now to the start of December. OK, yeah, let's do it. Here's the games that he has played. And here's Logan Thompson save percentages. 974, 917, 864, 909. Uh, 9.14, 8.92, 8.42, 8.92, 8.75, 8.62, 9.14, 9.30, 9.30, 8.75, uh, 8.89, 9.60, 8.65, 9.30. blaming
0: goaltending.
1: It really seems like it's just extreme highs and extreme lows with Thompson. I know Stu loves him, and I'm here to say maybe they should ride somebody who's more consistent like Aiden Hill, where you know you're going to get 9.10 every night, but looking at those stats like it really does feel like especially recently it's been the lower end more than the high end with Thompson um that's gonna happen unfortunately it's not in a division where it can be where you want it happening but it seems like that magic might be starting to wear off with Logan Thompson and uh you know the safe percentages dating back to December there kind of it's tough not to look at those numbers because a lot of that was me going eight eighty, eight ninety. 90. Tough not to think that there's a link between the two.
0: Yeah, and Kai, I think Mark Stone missing the rest of the season it's a huge impact negatively to their team. He's the heart and soul of that team. Do you think oh, they can absolutely. make up with for that? I don't think
2: they can. Well, you can't. You can't trade for someone who's going to have the impact that Mark Stone has, right? Not um, on the ice or off the ice. Exactly. I I kind of think that. Frankly, I think they're a little bit screwed. You could try to mitigate, though.
1: You've got the LTI space, right? Like, I don't know who you got from the A coming up. Like, that's my point, right? I don't know who you've got coming up from the A, but, you know, obviously I'm going to throw a Canuck name out there just for the sake of it. I don't think that it'll work because money-wise, but just for the sake of it, I'd rather have Garland or Besser than the AHL guy as my temporary fill-in for, uh, you know, for the time that Stone's gone. Yeah, well it's still a step up right you're mitigating more by bringing <laughs> I could in somebody see them like that, trading for the someone VHL. like
2: JVR I don't know man I I think that I'm looking at their cap friendly right now they already have 14 million in LTR or 14 mil they're
1: gonna go over again man like that's just what, that's they what are. Teams that
2: their, their projected cap hit is 96 mil right now
1: yeah they'll hit up they'll break a hundred like they'll break a hundred I. but I mean I, 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 I who who else can they
2: who else can they put on LTI? Oh, I guess they're playing Shea Weber. Oh, they're paying for Shea Weber's contract. They've got
1: space, man. Like ah, okay. they can keep going. Um, and then that might be where you get creative again. Coming back yeah. to the Canucks. Fuck it. Here's one for you. Uh Tucker Pullman and Connor Garland. You gotta make contracts like your contract allotments work, but getting a guy like Gar uh getting a guy like Pullman or Furland, um, using Canucks as examples, those are guys that are going to be LTI. And that's just additional LTI space that you can buy into. So there's ways for Vegas to get out of it. Um, the other spot there too, though, I wanted to get into Tyler, you mentioned is Jack Eichel not being a superstar. I want to dispute that a little bit. Only reason being is that what type of player is Jack Eichel?
2: He's a very good player getting paid as a top 10 player, which he is not.
1: My That's point is well what guy. type of player, if you had to select his thing in uh, you know, NHL, what type of player is he?
0: Um, I would call him a playmaker, yeah.
1: You wouldn't go sniper?
0: No. I would go playmaker. I think he's one of the best passers. He's a very underrated passer in the league.
1: Well, and to me, it feels like he's developed that shoot. game. But to me, he's a sniper. Like, he's a shooter. Right? He's a goal scorer. Goal scorers get streaky. Like, he hasn't scored. <laughs> Jack Eichel hasn't scored since... He had uh, seventy-eight 12th.
0: assists in nineteen twenty with the Sabers. The year he scored thirty-six. Yeah, true. Yeah, he's most definitely more of a
2: playmaker than a coach.
1: But and this year, stock, fifteen goals. Back that up. Okay, fifteen goals, nineteen assists, thirty-four points in thirty-nine games. Like he started hot. I don't know. Part of, he's only shooting ten point six percent.
0: He's only had one season in his career where he shot more than twenty-eight goals in the net. You know what I mean? Like,
1: but he he dealt with injuries. Like he's not a ten percent shooter.
0: But, but to like your Jack to point and shooter. what the bigger thing is when the trade happened with the contract during the whole thing, the whole thing was this guy's a superstar and he's going to be a top 10 player in the league. A top five center in the league is what they were billing him as. And he, frankly, he's not even playing as a top 20, top 30 player in the league. And when you're getting paid that when you're getting paid double digits, buddy, you have to be. Yeah.
1: I now that being said though, is he still top line center in the NHL? Of course, right, yeah, and, saying, and that's what it comes down he to. He right, he
2: needs Mark Stone, yeah, to help succeed. He's running with what yeah. Chandler Stephenson and Jonathan Marceau, and that's what
0: I'm saying. Like looking forward for the Maybe Knights, Riley and Smith. we're gonna tie this whole division together. They're going against the Oilers, Kraken, yeah. Kings. Like these teams are hot, and the Oilers are specifically are running hot to transition to them kind of a little bit for a second here mcdavid dry they're clicking a banner Kane's back they're 8-1-1 and in their last 10 and all of a sudden with one game in hand they could be tied with vegas if they win their next game i think the oilers are on the incline where vegas is yeah. on the far decline
2: mm-hmm.
1: what i will say i think is good for vegas before we transition fully over to the oil like we did talk about edmonton or calgary which one's going to fall out it's looking like it's going to be Calgary, right? Like I think Vegas isn't going to have the pressure coming from Calgary that they're going to completely fall out and have their spot taken and both Alberta teams make it in. To me, it's like, okay, we've got that space. Like I I don't, I've seen enough from the Flames this season where I go, Vegas should, you know, maybe they make it as a wild card. They make it as a divisional spot. Regardless, I think that's kind of our gap in the Pacific, right? We got Vegas, Edmonton, Seattle, and uh, LA, put them in any four order that you want. And then a bit of a gap. Calgary
0: I disagree Brayden I think uh, Vegas who has one game more played than the Flames the Flames have one game in hand the Flames are only six points behind so if the Flames win that game they're four points behind with the trajectory of the Flames we're seven two and one in their last 10 I think they're trying they're finally figuring it out together they lost their first line from last year it takes a while to mesh in Cadre and Huberto. they're very different players than Gaudreau and Kachuk I think this team's on the up and up. I truly believe that Markstrom can't be this bad. You know what I mean? And he's starting to turn there, yeah. around a little bit. I think the Flames will finish higher than Vegas does this year by the end of it.
1: I don't. I think that's really bold. The only there's two things there where I go. When we talk about the last 10, I don't buy into the record as much right now because we just had the all-star break. Right? We had like a week break. So you kind it gives the only reason I bring that up is that when you're losing and you're two, six, and two in your last 10,
2: that's yeah, fucking
1: tough, true. right? It's a fair but Then you point. get a break, right? Yeah, you, it's, it's a, a mental point. break. You step away. It's not the same. When you come back into that dressing room, it, it doesn't feel like you're just coming back. And if you lose your first game back, for sure, it fucking feels like you're right back there. Vegas won their first game back.
0: I think for players and fans alike, I think a lot of fans, they just woke up. A lot of hockey fans just woke up to the NHL season. I've done it in the past before. I did had a hockey podcast where, oh, All Star breaks over, trade deadline in a month. Let's start playing hockey. Like this is what yeah. actually matters. We know who's good. We know who's yeah. bad. We know who's fighting for a spot. This is go for it time right now. And yeah, you're totally right. That All Star break, it's like a whole new season.
2: Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna go off the board here, and I think that the team that's gonna end up missing out is. Uh, The Kings, you know, you look at it, every team that's in the playoff spot league wide has at least a plus nine goal differential. And then the Kings have a negative 10. Wow. That's a great point. They haven't gone on a huge run at all throughout the season. Their goaltending is not elite. Their forwards are not elite. Their defense is not elite. Like where are they getting the production from to stay consistent? Uh, You know, I thought they had a good run last year. You know, they pushed the Oilers to game seven and they could have easily won that series. Um Not only but, is their goaltending
0: not a lead, it's subpar.
2: But a 19 goal differential between them and the next playoff team, as far as that stat goes, is yeah. pretty significant. And I don't think that we can just brush over that.
0: Absolutely, no, I no, agree. And, and they're not scoring goals either. It's not like they need to clean it up offensively or defensively like they're allowing a bunch they're not scoring mm-hmm. too many i don't think they have any star power we're talking about star power in the pre-game chat like who's their guy that they're putting up against your top line like did kopitar combination yeah. like i'm not scared of that i'm Vial is not really scared the one of i'm that scared team. of
2: he's he's, he's a winger,
0: a dynamite though dynamite player for, sure, he's for center sure this year is he
1: well he's a center wing he plays both
0: i had no i don't idea. know how with kopitar to been... i assumed that he wouldn't be but Fair enough.
1: Well, uh, well, that's what I wanted to get into a little bit there. Is like looking at the way LA's built their center depth, um, really defensive oriented, right? Like Kopitar, we know he's defense guy, Dano, defensive type player, right? You know, even Quinton feel like, I still have faith that he's going to turn into something. I'm starting to tick a little bit. Like I know the guys. He's only twenty. He's played a lot of games, but he's only got nine points this year.
0: Whoa, you know what a crazy sad too for the Kings? They only have twenty regulation wins and they've played fifty-three games.
1: Yeah. I don't I buy into the Kings. It's just it it's the goaltending, I guess, is we've just discussed. Jonathan Quick has an eight eighty one. Their backup, Vena Copley, has a eight ninety seven. How do you win when yeah. neither of your goalies can put up a nine hundred? Yeah, so I think that's, that's not gonna get,
0: that's not gonna improve. I don't think they're talented enough at the goaltender position. Yeah. To project their differential no. to go back to the mean, I think. I think this, don't is, have this is this is what
1: Quick is now. Yes, yeah, he's old. Look, yeah. it happens, right? Like John Quick's one of the best goalies of all time. He's thirty. So was
0: Marty Brodeur, but Marty Brodeur's last season was not great to watch.
1: No,
2: nope.
0: yeah. it was weird seeing him in a St. Louis Blues uniform. <laughs> yes, <laughs> remember that? Terrible. Yeah. Hated that. I don't, um, I don't
2: understand why he did
0: that. Not to get sidetracked. Seems like a very odd decision. Super odd decision because now he's back in Jersey in the management, which is like what he always wanted. I thought that he was with St. Louis. He was, and now he's with Jersey. Oh no.
1: Super So what do you do then if you're the Los Angeles Kings? Now when we're talking goaltending.
0: You're talking about like this season, right? Well, this season. I I wanna keep I'd rather keep it right now in the Pacific Division race conversation, Braden. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Braden, you go where you're gonna go and then I'm gonna
1: well, Same I was going to transition yep. into goaltending as a whole, and I think you know where I want to get into with that. So I'll hold off. All Let's I want to say is the division like, race first. Yeah. yeah. So let me just say this piece first to set it up. Go to Kai, and then we can like figure out from there. Just with goaltending is like, if you don't have a goalie ready, it's tough to get one midseason, right? And if we're looking at this saying they need to go get a goalie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't have. They don't have a goal on the prospect guy. They don't have a goaltending prospect coming up. Yeah. No. Your goalies that are in the system aren't playing well. So I want to mention Braden
0: that it's really, really hard. Like to your point, like yeah. it's hard to get a goalie. It's so hard to get a goalie. The only goalie that's been worth a shit, like that got traded at the deadline, was Craig Anderson in 2010 to the Senators.
1: Well, I would Jack Campbell won too, but the thing with Jack Campbell. He never went like, around. I playoff success, I'm not considering that because can he get you there? There's more to that than just one player. And with Campbell, what people forget is he was a throw in that trade. Yeah. Kyle Clifford was the big piece in that trade because Dubas and the Leafs got their asses handed to them the day before they made that trade and they felt they needed to get more toughness. It was that Winnipeg game where Winnipeg just like fucking destroyed them. Point being is that in season teams have a goalie and they're not going to give you their goal if you're goalie shit because then who are they going to have? You need a goalie. Like you need a guy who could play 60 games and at least be competitive. Even teams that are going to rebuild. You don't see teams going to fuck the Anaheim Ducks as shit as they are. They're not trading John Gibson. It's hard to get a goalie, and when you have a good goalie, you hang on to him, unless one becomes available. little tease for where we want to go. Kai. I think,
2: okay, well, back to John Gibson. I think that if they got a fair offer for him, I think that they would accept it to be stupid not to. Um, couple things that you mentioned there. Not to make this about the Canucks always, because we will have Canucks a bit, but come on. That's your code I, that's,
1: what that's what I was getting into. That's
2: it just makes one. too much sense. You know, we can make the point like, oh, mid-season trades for elite goalies don't happen often. They don't. Super fair. You're the Kings' general manager. You're looking at your roster. You got Anze Kopitar. You got Drew Doughty, both performing at an extremely high level. However, can you wait and be like, oh, we'll trade for a goalie in the off-season, and hope and pray that Father Time doesn't hit them? Because you're at a point right now where they're not going to get any better. And they're your they're your top line center and your number one team. You need to try to make something happen with them right now. Um, you know, you've got the prospects. I'd suggest that they make something happen. Uh, and, you know, obviously in division trades don't happen a whole lot. But I think that you make a good offer. Got you consider. make a good
1: offer, you listen. It's just like, my two pieces on the Kings there, in that, do you do it or not? Let's look at Thatcher Demko, because the other team I, if we get more on and to get into that, was the Sabres, is the another one that I look at with him. Either team, and if it's somebody else who trades for him, that's on the cusp, like, say, the Senators. Once you trade for Thatcher Demko, or a big stern goaltender like that, you're switching from rebuild slash fucking see how we go, to we're competing now. You don't make that move unless... You're going to be a contender. So when I look at the Kings, would they make a move like that and go get a big starting goaltender? Part of me goes, well, fuck. I I could see them just waiting, going, the Pacific's weak this year. Let's just fucking see what happens. We knew that it would be a 50 50 shot if we made it or not. We weren't going to be that upset if we didn't make it. Let's just keep our assets and re, you know, really take another look at things in the offseason and then make our plan there when we've got all the time. The same time we know teams are competitive and they want to win and getting a starting goaltender now versus in the offseason i can't see the acquisition cost being that different and it's going to be your goalie for the next five years anyways so why not get the kickstart on it what do i, I think the kings do i don't think we see any big goalie move until the offseason and i think that goes to the kings i think the kings are going to go let's ride it out wait and be patient though like i just said they don't have any prospects coming up in the system who are goaltenders yeah yeah so you don't have anything internal. You're gonna have to look external. I don't and, think that being patient is gonna pay off that much.
2: I would see I see the argument for the Canucks side as well, where they might say, "Hey, like not many teams are in the position to trade for Colton. Maybe let's wait to the off season and gauge his possible.
1: Yeah, you open yourself up more. It's just yeah. I don't know, like who else is even available? Like. No one's taking Marazic and that shit deal. Carol Van Malka. Who you guys made fun of me for saying was a great goalie. You know, he's showing how good he is in Arizona because Arizona is a goalie factory. He's I playing amazing. I fucking told you he was good, man.
0: So I get it. Maybe Brayden, that's the guy that you look at. You know what really makes it annoying is that every single time you're worried about anything, you're extremely rude about it afterwards. <laughs> now I hope he gets fucking lit up tonight.
1: And I'm rude about. It. I just want people to remember because I get called in. You go, oh, who the fuck is that guy? I remember I shut up for saying that he was a good goalie.
0: Yeah, you've also said some crazy shit on this podcast.
1: Like what? Name, like name to, two things.
0: Like to punish the Leafs, um, if they do bad, they should keep Dubis and Keith as a punishment towards the players. <laughs> yeah, they should do that. <laughs> you said that into your into the microphone.
1: Yeah, it's punishment.
0: Can we finish the Pacific Division thing quickly? The Oilers, they're hot. We like them. I th- I'd love to ask you guys a round table. What are we doing ranking wise? We're at past the All Star Game now. Where does this shake out? How does this end with these five teams: the Flames, Oilers, Kraken, Kings, and Knights? Braden, Vegas, who, you got Seattle. Oilers
1: one. Who, who Vegas one, Seattle two. Edmonton
0: three, LA four. Wow. I'm I'm taking Vegas right off that board. I think Edmonton's really hot. I'm a big mm-hmm. believer in teams that start picking it up halfway through the year. And I think teams can have a hot, hot start and not finish it. I think Vegas mm-hmm. without Stone will miss the playoffs. I expect the Oilers Ooh. to win the division. And I think the Flames will sneak past the Kings, so I see a Kraken Flames first round with the Golden Knights taking on the Kings in the wild card.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I mean, I buy this into post the... it
0: in April when I'm exactly right.
1: <laughs> Look, I buy into the stat that uh, what only one team in each conference is going to fall out after American Thanksgiving. And uh, with the sample size we've got of this season, I'm sticking with Vegas because they've shown me so far outside of a 10-game run that they have it.
0: Yeah, but without Stone, let's see if they keep it. Kai Kuypers, what do you think about this specific division? How will it end at the end of the
2: season? Yeah, you know, I think I'm with you. I think Oilers are going to win it. Oilers, uh, Kraken, Vegas, Flames, and then Kings. That's, so the Kraken be- are really... That, those guys, eh? Like, Martin yeah.
0: Jones is actually good, I guess. Well, right now. The team around him is good. He's better yeah. than Phoenix Copley and Jonathan Quick. So, fair enough. And that's all yeah. you have to be right now if you're the CL Kraken. Do you think they can actually make noise, though? And no. I keep on w- wondering that because they're goaltender situation,
1: but everyone loves them. I just think that's such an easy out in round one. It's two reasons to me. Goaltending and center depth right now in the season for sure like it's working the reason i bring that up specifically is that once you get into a playoff series it's at least three games for the other team to figure you out right you get three games really four i'm i I'm saying three because you know if you're down 3-0 you're not coming back from that most likely but sure fuck it. let's say you have four games to figure out the other team do I think that in four games, you can figure out a team with extremely weak center depth and goaltending that's getting extremely lucky and paying w- or playing way above what their career averages have been. Yeah. Right. I don't know about you guys, but to me, those are two things that two games in, I would expect a team to be able to exploit. And yeah,
0: they're going to be extremely exploitable. I agree.
1: Right. Like there's too many weaknesses. There's too many areas where I can go. There's a hole here. There's a hole here. There's a hole here. There's a hole here. Um, As an example, you know, leading into one of the I think it was the first playoff series, the Bruins and the Leafs, the Bruins looked at tape and they went, hey, that Roman Polak Morgan Riley pairing Roman Polak can't get the puck out of his own end. Let's dump it in on his side of the ice every single fucking time. And then that way we can gain his own possession and run shop. That's something extremely small and like targetable. As an like as an area where you can exploit to me. That's times a million with Kraken with all the just.
0: Yeah. They're not there there yet, right? That's what it is, right? You get exploited. I mean, if
2: they're so exploitable, how are they winning? Because right think,
1: now, it's you come yeah, into town, exactly. right? You come into town against the Kraken, you're in the middle of the season, you don't really give a shit as much anymore right now, right? You're kind of in the dog days of the season, you don't give a fuck. And you're not spending a week preparing for this one team. And then after the game, analyzing it for the next game against them. Fuck that, you don't have no you time should. to worry about that. You're flying to Vancouver, you're flying here. I'm sure they watch tape. Yeah, I don't the understand. Prep.
2: You know, how many people NHL teams employ? Why are they not reviewing game tape after they, game.
1: Are. Maybe, like, sure they are i'm
0: sure they archive but like obviously like in a playoff series i it's, guess like, it's magnified. not the nfl
2: i like you're saying it's not the nfl where you have a full week to
1: prepare for it you review yeah. but the thing too is that it's the middle of the season there's too many games like players don't give a fuck right now
2: yeah sometimes you right? can really catch a practice
0: in between games No,
1: it's tough i i just think as an nhl player why am i gonna fucking give a shit about game 63 i don't really give a fuck game 45 right seasons just dragging on at this point game one of a playoff series fuck yeah i'm in Right. right, like players aren't going to check out like they will in the play in the regular season. Uh, as they uh, like, it won't happen in the playoffs like they do in the regular season.
0: You know what just so made think, me check uh, out is that sorry, the, go ahead. the Senators have a better goal differential than the Kings. That's all I wanted to say. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: <laughs> do you think the Kraken should try to go for it this year? You know they're yeah. in a the position to. You know they're probably going to make the playoffs. They're in a position. If you're in the playoffs, anything can
1: Oh, like what I add? You add the same way that the Leafs added when they first made the playoffs in the Brian Boyle edition, right? It's a cheap buy as a reward for your players, saying, "Guys, you had a great fucking season." Right, and they Here's sent a, a fourth and
0: the sixth. That's yeah, like, do it. not if you're the Kraken, I am. Do not pick. Do not trade any top 100 pick.
1: No, I exactly. don't think you trade
0: any top 100 pick. If cares, house you else money. Don't
1: trade anything else. You're playing with house money, you didn't really expect, or maybe you thought you'd push for wild card. You're gonna finish second ish in the division. Maybe it's wild card you probably fall out, man. I, I think they finished third, maybe fourth. I think it's important that they make playoffs because it's a new team and you need to show that to your fan base that you're in the playoffs. I think it's important for that reason. So you do buy. Um, but I think it's I think it's a cheap buy that's meant as a reward for the players. Um, you know, you go target a uh, a well respected veteran who isn't gonna cost a lot. Fuck it, Jonathan Taze. Man, they could
0: get lucky and face the Kings round one, too. Like, that's the only way they win. Like, they're not beating McDavid's Oilers. They're not beating the Flames. I don't think they're beating the Knights. I think they beat the Flames,
1: given the season, yeah. how things have gone.
0: Uh, I'm just, I'm way better. Like, we'll talk about this in two months when the Flames are way higher in the Sandys, I think. Mm-hmm. We will see. Anyhow. So... Kai, you brought it up in the pre-show, and I think it's worth talking about. Can the Kings catch the Bruins? Can anyone catch the Bruins? The Bruins have 83 points in 51 games. Hurricanes in 51 games, they have 76 points. Hurricanes are 9-0-1 in their last 10. They've won seven straight, and they're the hottest
1: team in hockey. So they're 9-0-1, and they're how many points back still? (laughs) Exactly. So they're (laughs) 9-0-1 in in the last 10 They're seven points back. But in the
0: last ten games, they've made up four points. So
1: you're, no, you're not catching the Bruins. Like th- that's it right there, right? Like the only way you catch the Bruins if they completely bottom out and they have a shit ten game strut, and while you keep this up, I just I don't <laughs> see it happening. The, yeah. the Bruins are on track. They're, to...
2: they're bad. they bad. Ten game stretch is seven two and one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they...
2: The Bruins this season
1: <laughs> are on track to what be like the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Detroit Red Wings, or just on like I think they aren't. No, gonna, they're
2: I've, aren't they on pace to have the most points of all time?
1: I think they're on pace to tie it now because of that seven two and one right. strut that they had. They're not on pace to beat it they're anymore.
2: 22 one
0: and three at home.
1: Yeah, like no, like you're not it's beating just... them, you're not catching them. Sorry, like 7 gonna, like, 2 seven <laughs> two one
0: in their last 10, and in their last 10, they had a three game losing streak.
1: Well, there's that stat in December, right? Where the Leafs were incredible in December. I think they only lost like two games in regulation or something like that. And they made no exactly zero yeah. points up on the, the Bruins. The Leafs had a
0: franchise record for points in a month. Not just December, in any month. And they made up zero points in the standings. <laughs> that's how good the Bruins were. So yeah, the I guess that's a the quick, it was a quick conversation. It'd uh, be nice, but no. Yeah. Those that's a team. I wonder, is it going to get over the hump? I know we talk about it a lot, but it's a friend, like can I Freddie Anderson do yeah. it? As a Leafs fan, I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen Freddie in the playoffs. He's won games for the Leafs and he has lost games for the Leafs. Where if you put in goalies Eden are them 9 nine ten, the team probably has a better representation. Who would have thought Linus Allmark's
2: going to win the Vesna coming yeah. into the season?
1: Goalies are voodoo, and like such it's I didn't even think
2: he was gonna be the starter.
1: <laughs> For real. Right. And to yeah. me, Freddie Anderson is a guy who this thrives. Right, he he can't have a lot of mental distractions. Toronto's all mental distraction, right? To me, that's all that happened there. He's in a quiet market. That mm-hmm. I think that's why he we saw him bounce back right away in his first regular season. Um last no year they had there.
0: no goalies. They're playing with a third stringer. This year, it looks like they have three pretty solid, healthy goalies at this point of the season. So Moving forward, watch out.
1: Anyway, should I move over to a different team who just sent a big contract in that same division?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Bo Horvat, eight years at $8.5 When the trade happened, all of us were pretty sure an extension was forthcoming. But now that it's actually happened, what's your guys' opinion on it? I th- Two things. I'll,
2: I'll start with Kai. Mm-hmm. I'll start with you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've been talking a lot. It's a lot of money. That, that was my
2: thought. Uh, <laughs> even when it was like eight by eight, I was like, "Ooh, like lot eight by eight and a half." You know, I think that Lou was probably a little desperate to try to get it get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, His press conference Lou, shows
0: that. Yeah. The Lou in the press conference? Yeah. What do you say, Brian?
1: He said, "It's uh, hey, what do you think of the conch? Yeah, what do you think of the deal? Well, it's too much money. It's too long. Okay, thanks, Lou." <laughs> Everyone, it, like, laughed. Everyone <laughs> laughed,
0: and he was like. I'm not joking. That's what I think. Stop laughing.
1: (laughs) He likes the spotlight, man. Like he likes, he likes that best,
0: dude. I wouldn't want to be a part of his team or organization, but from afar, he is fun to watch.
1: Anything (laughs) else on your end from that though, Kai? Or is that your main thought coming out was just, that's a lot of money.
0: And it's going to age poorly. I'm sure you guys both agree because he's 27 now the extension starts next year when he's 28. So he's getting paid $8 million when he's 36 years old. There's sometimes there's the Joe Pavelski's of the world that are at 36. They're playing good for $8 million. And then there's also the Jason Spezza's that aren't worth that much, right?
1: Dude, I could that's... see Horvath becoming Pavelski type where he just adjusts his game and he figures it out to just be in this. So you don't guy. mind
0: the year thing? It's more than money.
1: I think it's more likely that that's not doesn't happen. Like, those are unicorns. That being said... Yeah. Like Bo has shown not just when he got drafted, everyone went third line center max. He can't skate. Bo developed the skating. Now, young players can develop their stuff all the time. That being said, the last two years, Bo's really developed his goal scoring and his shooting ability. Oh so my god. The, yeah. Right? Like he's gone from a guy who's like a 20-25 to a 30-35 goal scorer later in his career. So, you know, Bo's kind of showing that an old dog can learn new tricks. So it would make me as an Islander if I'm an Islander fan, I would be going at least okay. Like maybe this guy is going to be able to age a little bit better because he's shown he's always willing to learn and he can learn new things. Being said, good fucking thing the Canucks aren't paying that deal. Like I love Bo, and like if I had to pick between that or the Miller deal, I'm taking Horvat. But that's a lot yeah, of Yeah, that's for a guy comparing who's
2: not, to one of the worst. Yeah, games, right, like no. one, yeah, yeah, one bad deal doesn't make this one good.
1: No, it's a bad deal to a bad deal. So it's a bad deal, you guys
2: think, for the Isles. Canucks were never going to pay that amount of money.
1: No. Like, I think 7 by 7 was the Canucks' most, like, the biggest offer that they gave them, which I I wouldn't hate 7 by 7 I don't like the length, but, like, 7 mil for a Horvat, I'm fine with. It's just you're paying for the first five years of the deal. If you're the – and the second thought I had with it was just, like, I guess Bo Horvat doesn't want to play in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and I think that was also my feeling for the team, too. Like, I feel as though this team has said, all right, our core defense, Pollock, Pellock, Dobson, that's great, tremendous, and great numbers, too. But at offense, you're telling me Anders Lee, Barzell, Nelson, and Horvat can be your Stanley Cup winning core? I just don't believe you. Not you're when you're Wall playing other has. weight. You're playing Crosby's. You're playing Ovechkin's. You're playing Ajo's. Every series you're outmatched offensively. I don't think that's the way you should build your team. I guess Sorokin in your defense is top five and five at your respective position. You can't win a cup in today's NHL without people that can score.
1: But they kind of are like that. It, it And just wearing that, like I saw a stat the other day. <laughs> Sorokin has a shutout in 10.6% of his games that he's played like in the NHL. That's insane. That one of every 10 games, the guys get in a shutout. Like, he is, he's, he needs to be good. in. We need to talk more about how Godelia Sorgan is a goaltender. That being said, like, this is Lamorello built team, and how do Lamorello built teams historically win? Net out, right? The Islanders, we know already, like, this is a team that tries to win two one games. Those days yeah, are I- gone. Right. So can this team be a throwback team and show that they can do that in today's NHL, where a 5-4 game is way more likely than a 2 one one nothing game? It can win you games in the playoffs, but I don't know if it can win you enough games to get to the playoffs.
2: Yeah, that's a very good point.
1: But here's the other point. This was a trade with the Canucks where the best scenario will be the Islanders completely tank out this year. Uh, and the pick will get pushed forward to next year or just miss. That means that the most likely scenario is that the Islanders will make the playoffs, will win the Stanley Cup, and that pick is going to be 31st <laughs> overall, or 32nd overall. I forgot overall.
0: that the Canucks curse would actually make the Islanders yes.
2: better. Yeah, you no, know, so Horvat's going to lead them. We, we did take it into them. account last week.
0: What are Horvat the odds lead that? Horvat leads the league in goals scored. We should, we should go look at that.
1: Oh, I want to bring that up. Uh, McDavid's hitting 70 goals this year. Go, go put money on that if you still can.
0: I have McDavid to win the um, the whole scoring race thing. With Pasternak only three goals behind, I can pretty much cash out for the entirety winnings because the league is so sure that McDavid's winning it. I think I, he hits 70. I think he does too. I, how do you stop him, right? I mean, no one can stop him. It's a power play. and They're getting called. He has 93 points and 41 goals in 50 50- <laughs> One he games.
1: He needs twenty nine more goals to hit seventy.
0: Twenty nine more goals to hit seventy. He has thirty one more games to play. That can, can happen. He, so he could
1: absolutely go twenty nine hey, and thirty one. Last season,
0: could. Austin Matthews had yeah. a, a a thirty goal or a thirty game period where he scored thirty goals. You can absolutely do that. McDavid can easily do that, especially now that's this part of the season where literally half the games you play are against teams that are checked out mentally. Like mm-hmm. you're playing against Chicago's and the Bedard goers for half your games, rest of the season. He can pump Hatties left and right. Does he hit 70? Yeah. You think he hit no, 70?
1: I think he hit 70. He, we talked about in our season previews. I remember saying, I think McDavid was pissed off that people don't look at him as an elite goal scorer and he was going to come to town this year going, I'm the fucking man. Yeah. He's, he's showing he's the man. I mean, look, we actually saw that in the all-star comp, right? Like he said, I don't want to do fastest skater. I want to do the shooting accuracy because I want to show how good I am at shooting.
2: Man. He sure did.
1: Sure did. Not better than Daniel Sedin, but still pretty damn good. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I'll tell you what, the thing with McDavid is, there's actually this like killer instinct in them that Mm -hmm. goes unnoticed because he's quiet in the off season. He said to Elliot Friedman in an interview. Yeah, I saw Austin scored 60 and I was kind of annoyed that he was better than me at goal scoring. So I spent most of my off season working on scoring goals. I thought to myself, this man's going to, that's when I placed the McDavid to win the rocket bet. Like this guy's scoring the most goals in the league. And as you can tell this season, he's worked on it. And he's got that thing where, you know what? I'm going for 70. Some players don't have that, but he oh. has it where, what's the record? Oh, I'm getting that.
1: Yeah. I yeah another I mean, he year should focus to get. more. He he's should not, focus more on winning games. Is the he's only not at his selfish. peak, though.
0: I don't think. He's 26 right now. I don't think we've seen the best of McDavid yet. Last, last playoffs was a peak. <laughs> he, last playoffs was <laughs> the best player I've ever poop. seen. But he's legit got more coming.
2: So stupid to think How much better can he I don't know. Is but going to be better like, than Connor I, McDavid. I don't know if he can get much better from a point production stuff.
1: I mean, yeah. Well, that's but what I was going like to say. I think he could All
2: well, run, well He could be a better leader, like all that stuff. The intangible. Just I I think.
0: I think he could, man. Well, like look at the calendar year of twenty twenty-two. He scored one hundred and sixty points. Was it like? Those are numbers we haven't seen since Lemieux, Yager, Gretzky. He can put 160 up in a season. He could average two points a game for 82 games and finish with 164 points. I feel so that those are like sights in his head that he could and might do next year. Okay. year after here's an interesting
2: exercise. Yeah, do you guys think that Connor McDavid could hit 100? Uh, sorry, 1,000 NHL points next year? He's at yeah, he 790 could. right now.
1: Yes, he could.
0: He could. He's at 790 right now. Okay. So let's say he finished with two points per game for the rest of the game. He doesn't have to do
2: two points a game.
0: Oh, this year. This year. Yeah. This year would be what? That'd be another 60 points.
2: So he'd finish with. He could hit 1,000 points. He could absolutely hit 1, he could, absolutely... <laughs> he could. He could hit that. Oh, my God. In his age 27
0: year.
1: McDavid you know could be 27
0: me? and hit a 1,000 points in the NHL.
1: You know what I would be scared of when I'll be scared of Conor McDavid in the Edmonton Oilers? What? What did you just say about like him and Austin Matthews?
0: That, well, the whole competitive thing. He saw Matthews score 60. He said, fuck it, I'm scoring 70.
1: I'll be scared of Conor McDavid when Austin Matthews wins the Selkie because maybe that's what will get him to pay, play D. because <laughs> so far we've seen that nothing does it and – uh, he's selfish, so he'll only play defense if it can prove his own legacy.
0: Yeah, he doesn't need to. He's got Hyman on his line, absolute killer. Okay, well, uh, yeah, enough of the sucking Connor off corner. Let's uh move to <laughs> everyone's favorite corner now. Let's do connects corner later. We already kind of got into that. Let's do the Dylan Cousins contract because. This Love is it. another Sabres contract. I think a lot of our listeners maybe not know about this, actually. Dylan Cousins contract, seven years, $7.1 Another huge bet by the Sabres. This kid is 21 years old, and he has how many games played, Braden? Like 160 NHL games.
1: Yeah, he's it's got act- 42 points in 49 games this year, baby. He's showing up.
0: Right. But that's what they're doing. Right. The Sabres are doing this. They did it with Tage Thompson. They're doing it with a lot of their core. They're locking them up super young where they have less than 200 games and they're saying, here's 50 million dollars. So now you don't even have to go earn it. We're putting this trust into you. It's it's different than what we've seen in the NHL. so far. It's working out for the Sabres. I wonder if it continues that way.
1: You need it. They also signed, right? Samuelson was the other guy at the start of the season. Sorry, i college get into it. I just wanted to mention this one. They signed, um, what is, Matias Samuelson, uh, who is, just tell me how old he is, 22-year-old defenseman. Uh, he had 10 assists in 42 games last year. He has 12 assists in 54 NHL games career. Um, seven years, $30 million. $4.29 million for a left-hand defenseman. They're betting big on their young guys. Yeah. But this and, is I an mean, even bigger bet.
2: The, uh, like the first one they did was the Yoki Harju contract, Yoki Haru, right? yeah. A couple, couple, couple of years ago. Yeah. And I remember at the time, everyone was like, whoa. But uh, that was, what, like seven years times four million or something like that? Which, like, looking back, you know, 2.5, line,
0: 2.5 million for like yeah, five, Yuki five, making five years. Nothing.
2: He's That's making a fucking nothing. steal.
0: Steal like a 23 year old right-handed defenseman that you can actually play in your top four for two and a half million. Yeah. One of the best contracts in the nhl low key totally
1: he i thought he'd be better he kind of reminds me of ethan bear where to me he's a strong number five and like an uh eh, 4 but still for 2.5 to get like a solid guy who you know what you're gonna get out of three
0: percent of your cap that's
1: mm-hmm. good for a bottom pair of right d man like i'd rather pay that than eric and branson
0: but we're talking about the Dylan Cousins thing he's yep. making 7.1 million until 2029 2030 and basically it works out in two ways grand slam
2: or absolute miss totally well, you know you take a chance but bet on your young stars you bet on your young stars and i think more often than not you'll be pleasantly surprised instead of putting 40 million at a 30 year old UFA. Well, how Um, pumped
0: are they that they got Tage?
2: Kai? Look at
0: that. Oh, you gotta
2: be. You gotta be. But I wonder if this is gonna lead to long-term changes to how contracts are negotiated. Because they essentially were just like, we're not gonna use his RFA period. They just skipped over all of the RFA bargaining uh, chips that the team has. Yeah. He's gonna be a UFA going into it? Yeah, but I I think that that's a totally different style of Negotiated, right? Right, and look well, how
0: painful it's been for other teams, like the Kachucks of the world, the Kneelanders of the world, the Marners. Like it's kind of this headache for both sides that this might Patterson. be in a new way. You're right; Patterson, it's kind of recent, destroying most... the Canucks.
1: Jason Robertson. Yeah. Jason
0: yeah. Robertson. Yes, that's gonna You're come back. Kicking to bite the them.
1: can down the road, and it happens to GMS who, because they have to win now to keep their job, and they don't have that long-term planning. But like, who is it? Kevin Adams is the GM for Buffalo, right? Yeah, I
2: think so. Yeah,
1: like that. dude, that guy's going to be employed for a while. And what I wanted to say, too, with like this contract, is it going to age well or not? The only way this contract ages bad is if he gets worse. And how often do we really see a 22 year old show progression from their first season and then that get worse? That's a right great now. Point. He's he's a decent second line center is what Dylan Cousins is right now. What do you have to pay for a decent second line center in today's NHL? The Bo Horvath contract. Like eight, seven eight million, seven to eight million. million. Yeah. So like you're already paying market value for the guy. So at worst, yeah, it's about what he deserves. Well, not at worst. mean They're also
2: betting on the cap going up. The right. He's going
1: to go up. He's going to get better. And here's Dude, the other your option for centers... the top two centers. Yeah. Sorry,
0: right. The again. other option for the Sabres is, hey, there's three years where we get this guy at a great deal. By the way, we're not competing for a Stanley Cup during that time. Oh, we're going to start competing. Now we have to pay one of our best players who now is going to cost more money. It's totally a, a swift shift that we're seeing in the NHL. And the Sabres are ahead of the curve. Did I just say that for the first time ever? I might have said that the Sabres are ahead of the curve.
1: Now, the only thing, uh, there's a couple of ways I want to go with it. First, yeah, like they're ahead of the curve and... You know, I mean, fuck, like we've all played like franchise mode in NHL. You always sign your like 22 year old RFA to an eight year deal because you know it's going to age. Well. That's what the Sabres are doing. When I look at their core, they've identified their core now. It's Tage Thompson, it's Dylan Cousins, and then it's Rasmus Dalin mm-hmm. and Owen Power. There's your Four guys that you're building around. Look at the core that they have. They've also got, or the supporting pieces that they have. They've got Jeff, the dog Skinner, who's back to playing good. Alex and it's Tuck worth his contract. so now. good. Alex Tuck, who's on a sweetheart deal at four, under 5 million. Or May- Max 5. Jack Quinn. That guy's going to put up 20 goals in his rookie year. That's a good player. who's only going to get better. JJ Paterka, another great young rookie. The Samuelson kid on D. Yoki Haru. Like, they have all the supporting pieces, and this is coming back to Demko. This is a team, to me, I look at the Sabres, and I think this is a team who's ready to take that next step. They need that goalie. Craig Anderson's not going to do it. Lukanen hasn't showed you that yet. Package yeah. Lukanen and some other things. Send it to the Canucks. Pay no, up to Patrick Demko.
0: Well, I completely disagree with the Lukanen thing. But I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with trading Demko. I think it would almost be ridiculous not to pair him with Lukanen, though. If you're the Sabres, you do everything to keep those two. You don't
1: get Demko without moving Lukanen. This is... If this is this? Really?
0: The sa- the yeah. Canucks wouldn't do that. You're telling me the Canucks are in this position that
1: Uka Lukanen in this scenario, here's here's the comparison for you. In this scenario, Lukanen is Jacob Markstrom. Thatcher Demko is Roberto Luongo. I'm trading you my starting goaltender who's a top 5 goaltender in this fucking league. You're giving me a young guy with potential back. You're goddamn fucking right you are.
0: Okay, I that's need fine. Goalie.
1: I need a goalie. I'm not going to give you Demko for fucking spare parts. I need one back. And Syllops isn't ready yet. I want to see what my fucking boy, the greatest goaltending coach in the NHL. I want to see what he can do with Lukan.
0: And here's the thing, Braden with the Buffalo Sabres. We've been talking so frustratingly talking about how no team can make moves. This is the one out of five teams in the NHL and the only one legit going to try yep. to improve that has cap space. They have 18 million in cap space. They can take on Demco and yeah, here's some prospects and picks and bada bing, bada boom. Both teams improve cap wise or not cap wise, mm-hmm. but both teams improve Vancouver cap wise and Sabres talent wise. It's about a happen- match made in heaven. So, what gets it done? You're saying right. it has to be Lucan and then. Kai. Do you agree with that assessment?
2: You know, Braden's the prospect guy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna trust on what he says in this in this facet. I, you know, full full disclosure, I'm not the most knowledgeable guy on the Buffalo Sabres prospect system. What crazy the that fuck, is.
0: dude? I know, right? We just lost so many of our Buffalo listeners, which is actually crazy. <laughs> I was looking at the map the other day. We have more listeners in new zealand and australia than we do in buffalo so fuck you buffalo
2: am i the only vancouver listener uh according to the
0: maps no uh th- you're there's zero vancouver lis- <laughs> listeners that what? don't use spotify though oh. they all use spotify and it's I forgot to that. I,
1: I forgot something important the saber uh oh, well it shouldn't no because you can't have too many good goalies um the Sabres have a different goalie coming up in the system as well.
0: Okay, so they can trade one of their prospects. They have
1: Devin Levi. You remember Devin Levi? No. That kid who went off at the juniors no a couple years ago. No, yeah, I,
2: no, I remember that.
1: You remember how good he was for Canada? And it was like a walk-on and no one knew who he was and he fucking yeah. played unreal. That's who they've got coming up. And right, he, he played in... for
2: Northeastern, yeah?
1: Yeah, exactly. So yeah. now, thing is, goalies take a while. You're probably not ready to start in the NHL to 24, 25. So yeah. even then, worst case, so what? You have Devin Levi and Patrick Jemko as your 1-2.
2: Holy then, shit, he had a 952 last year. Who did? Devin
1: Levi. the kid's insane. Like he, he, he's he's <laughs> probably the best uh junior goalie out there right now. Like if we're looking at NCAA and CHL. But I don't know, to me, like looking at that, you there's so many players you could ask for from them as far as prospects go. We got Noah Oslin, who was one of the three Swedish kids in the last draft we talked about for the Canucks taking. Um they've got Matt Savoy, which I don't think you can get, but point is like they they've got one of the deepest prospect systems in the league um athletic just has the sabers at number six overall in the nhl it's a deep deep pool that you can pull from and to put together a package and a lot of those complementary players that i just mentioned with buffalo having right now how many of those guys are young still right yeah that goes and- 25 and has five years left on his deal so to me, you've got five years where you can kind of grab that goalie. And this is your new competitive window, your first package before you have to do a little bit of a retool.
0: And bro, they have a, they have a first and they have three second round picks this year. One of those second round picks is the Flyers second round pick. Oh, so that's going to be a first five pick in the second round. They have their own second round. They have Vegas's second round, who I think might miss the playoffs. They might have four top 45 picks.
1: I don't see Vegas's, but with Phillies there, like that's huge. Like you can move those picks, right? And this is the, this is why you want to have a draft pick surplus at all times. This is why we see Dubas move down, man every year dubis moves down for more picks
0: it's so smart i also do it in my franchise mode yeah. meaning that dubis and i are both very smart gms
1: also pro tip if you want to do really good in franchise mode claim everybody you can off waivers and then trade them back to the team that you claim them off of for, for a seventh, or seventh or a round, round pick. pick you will have yep. all seventh round picks in the league it's the easiest they need game to fix
0: that they've they have never fixed it <laughs> the franchise mode is awful for that um if we've been going actually pretty hard we've been doing about an hour i say one more topic let's wrap let's let's talk chikrin we'll probably talk about him every episode till the deadline because now that horvat has gone he's the main piece him and meyer yeah yeah i guess so him and meyer so we'll talk meyer next episode but chikrin right now i want to start with the leafs brayden <sighs> we've been talking about the leafs in the pre-game pre-pod Apparently, the defense, according to Chris Johnson, is something they're targeting.
1: They're big fish hunting. And no, now not to make any big, uh, hey, look at this. But this weekend, Jacob Chitron took out the Arizona Coyotes out of his Instagram pile, And then he followed three people. He followed Toronto Radio Man and Insider Nick Keprios. Okay. As well as Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews.
0: Who play for the... Who, who they play for? The, they play for the leaves. That's right, they play for the Leafs.
1: So, where there's smoke, there might be a little bit of fire. I don't know. To me, the big thing there that's just odd is, like, taking your shit out of your profile is pretty... I feel like that means we got something coming soon.
0: Man, I love that about you. Insider Braden snooping
1: on Chickren's following action and his bio Wow. It means I saw a tweet about it earlier today. Thank you. So, to the
0: leaves. Here's Sandine. I'm like, here's my least package. As a Leafs fan, this is what I'm willing to give up. You guys tell me if I, this is my Leafs homerism or if it's actually a good package. You get Rasmus Sandine back. A very young defenseman. He's under contract. You have RFA rights. And I think he's going to be a great player in this league. Probably a second-line defenseman. I like Sandine. I think Trickern's better. So you get him back as the main piece. As I'm also pairing my first round pick in this year's draft. I am not adding anything more to that. I think that's a competitive offer. Is that, does that get that done? Sandina in her first. I'm not giving anything else. I think it's going to take
2: more.
0: Yeah. got to throw in the prospect. Yeah. So like, and that's where we start adding. Okay. So what is it? Niamela, a first Sandy, like at, at some point I'm starting to say no, but Chikrin could be a top-line defenseman. He's in Arizona, it's hard to say, and he plays really good in Arizona. Three more years at $4.6 is a great
2: contract. Exactly. You know, like, what are we fans waiting for at this point? man? I'm Just waiting so for a
0: fucking playoff win, and I think we should be we But you're going to need, scared. I think you
2: need to add
0: to get there. Yeah, and we were talking about this last week. You guys got me fired up. Brain specifically got me ready. Let's go get Tarasenko. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's go get everyone we can. And Chickering I think, is an even bigger get. So yeah, what, what is like, so Sandy in the first was my first offer. I think it's a competitive offer. Do you need to
2: trade Kerfoot to make the
1: cap work? Let's Probably. ignore money. And just remember yeah. that Arizona, ignore money. money and yeah. just like, we'll throw shit because you, there's a million right. ways to make money work. LTI, 13 right. Right. salary right. retention. Yeah. Worry about that secondary. Number one, Arizona's asking for two first round picks plus.
0: Okay. Right.
1: That's their ask. You're not getting that. No team is going to do that. But that is the ask. So we're starting there and walking back. So
2: well, they on have paper, time, right? That's the thing.
1: Yeah. And uh, I don't know. On paper, it gets to a point where is the additional things to that Sandine and a first worth it to get Chitrin. Because here's the thing. Sandine already, I think, is a pretty good defenseman. Pretty good. Right, like he's a pretty good defenseman, and he's young. I like Sandine. So I, five
0: on five analytically, he has the best expected goals for when on the ice as a defenseman for the Leafs this year.
1: So I guess here's the thing: the gap between Sandine and Chitren, as soon as that gap is not equal, the value in that gap is not equal to the value that you're adding to Sandine. The trade isn't worth it anymore, right? Because now it's right. You're losing the value. You're losing that value. Net value. Money's but there's long term
2: value, and there's immediate value.
1: Yeah, there's both. And what's good about Chitron is that he delivers both, right? And that deals for, what, three more years? So within the next three years, is Sandin going to be at the level that Chitron is currently at? Maybe in year three, but fuck it. Like, to me, I agree. It pull a deal. If I'm Arizona, I go, I want Sandin as a first and like a C-level prospect, Mac Hollowell.
2: That's, so that's I think no. that if that's what they offer, I think that there's room... For counter proposals there, right? right? Right, like that's what I'm different first pers- prospects, right? But and Leaf that's an exercise. I
0: think that's fair enough that we should kind of start doing. Like, yeah. okay, so let's say that's the counter. What do the Leafs say back to that? We say, okay, we take out nice we add a B prospect, and now all of a sudden we're getting somewhere. And it's kind of a bigger philosophy. And Brain alluded to it earlier is Dubis ready to do this for the Leafs? And it doesn't have to be Chikrin, but is he ready to make the big move? And there's so. not many fish left. There's Chikrin and there's Horvat. And then after that, we start looking at the Garlands of the world, the Luke Man. Shens of the world. And I just, I don't think the Leafs can do that. I think right now they have to go make a fucking move.
1: They do, but I love the the proposed deal that the Athletic put out today was Luke Shen. Uh, and Connor Garland in exchange for, do you remember what it was? It was like the leaf second, a conditional third as Alexander well. Alexander
0: Kerfoot. As
1: Alex Justin Kerfoot. Justin Hall. Was Hall included in that as well? Yeah. And I went, yeah, like that's a good deal that I thought benefited both sides. There's cap savings for the Canucks and you get out of deals quicker. I think Garland would be a great fit on the uh, Leafs. I think he'd be fantastic there. He's an extremely talented, even strength uh, performer. Shen, I think, would be a great defensive ad for them. I don't think that they need to add heavy, especially with how well the Leafs defense played while Morgan Riley was injured. Dude, like, I am with that trade too. It's you did don't you, have to trade for nice.
2: the Riley. Uh, did you mention the retention involved in yeah. that? There was seen retention that.
1: on Garland for a million, which would need to happen for the Leafs. Which to would do need anything. to. Yeah. But to me, it's just, I don't know, like, the Riley injury to me really made me go, they're okay on D, they can manage.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like the people that stepped up, like Connor Timmins, I if in a pinch, yeah, let's play him.
1: And yeah, I guess that gets exposed in the playoffs, and that's what they're thinking is it's different in the playoffs. We need the big name, but like all year if you can't even get it done in the regular season, there's no fucking way you can get it done in the playoffs. You haven't had a second line winger all season. Matt Nyes is your answer? No, he's a third liner. Your prospects aren't as good as you think they are. It's the toughest lesson you can't, in the world. You can't
2: bet on it. Like, you can't nope. put all your eggs in the prospect basket who's nope. never played a pro game in his entire life. Especially when you it's the Toronto Maple
0: Leafs this year. Like, this year, there's jobs on the line, and the public knows it privately. Yeah. They know it. It's so fucking yeah. clear that this is what's going on. You're right. And so what is it, Braden? Is it is a Tarasenko deal, a chicken deal? going to happen? Because you you say it should, but you keep on saying it won't, and you doubt it. What what do you actually think, believe?
1: I don't think Dubas does. Well, with the port's saying they're looking for big fish on D. I think it's more likely than not that Dubas is going to add something like a Garland Shen or mm-hmm. a Jake McCabe and fucking who else from Chicago up front. He likes package deals with the same team. Right, so I think get he Max shopping.
0: Domi some maybe who
1: knows yeah right maybe it's Domi and Jake McCabe like I can see that being a thing I think he goes for the stupid fucking little fringe thing again because he's too scared to buy in big where you gotta have a year where you go fuck it all in
2: yeah. and we I...
1: shouldn't be picking in the first anymore they shouldn't why are you picking in the first round
0: yeah did the penguins pick in the first round they did no. not they
1: won you... Stanley cups yeah you shouldn't be picking in the first round anymore dude it sucks, because I know how Dubas is, right? You're able to keep making the playoffs year after year after year after year by keeping that first and keeping the young talent coming in. Trust your scouts. You've shown that you can do it with your second round picks. Yeah.
0: Yep, and you always trade down. Worst case yeah. scenario.
1: Well, and that's the fucking thing. He's not going to trade the first, and then he's going to trade it for a second and a fourth.
0: He's <laughs> not going to trade yeah. it until draft day, and then trade it for a second, a third, and move a fourth. So That's so funny.
1: Would you rather the second and the fourth? Which sure, it's better shot of getting two players. Like I agree with the with the strategy. Yeah, but I would rather trade that first round pick for a legit top six winger.
0: Yeah, and just because you did that and fucked up with Nick Foligno one time doesn't mean you can't do it again. Like sometimes it's not going to work out yeah i'm just a broken record at this point the leafs need to go all in i don't want a pot sized bet i don't want oh here's all my chips except for some of them like go the fuck all in and if you lose you lose but let's go do this His
1: jobs on the line this year fuck it dude you're 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 gone no matter what my fucking life's on the line this year fuck it and if you go past the first round who gives a shit next year right like yes. you're not going to get fired next year if you win the first round this year even if you <laughs> Legit, like get booted in the first true. next year like you're safe like you you bought yourself in a, like two more years people so always just claim the
0: expectations it. in Toronto are so high oh what
2: we need one
1: round one <laughs> <to win a laughs> the,
2: the thing is with the you know with Tichern, it's not even a rental
1: yeah no and it's long term that's the deal he likes the society, society, right yeah which maybe you can
2: argue fuck it man just give up that extra first exactly, just make it that's happen different
0: Muzzin. they're like fuck it Take the yeah. first round pick. Take Dursey. Take Runstrom. Yeah, I totally agree. And with Muzzin, it, like rumors out there, that when you look in the deep dives of Twitter, he's done, man. He's probably retired. probably yeah. played his you last got NHL LTI game. Space.
1: There you go. Like it sucks, but you got to replace that left defense. There, but there go. you go. Anyways, let's go into Braden's bitching corner quickly. All right, All right. let's
0: make it quick. Make it quick. No one likes a long bitch.
1: I just wanna. I just thought this was funny, and I thought I should share. I had hockey on Sunday, so I guess it's Braden's beer league corner instead. Um, we are playing oh. a team that is zero and twelve. They have not. I love how you snuck
0: that in there somehow.
1: <laughs> um, it's zero and tw- they're zero and twelve. We're winning, s- so we, we start the game. Whatever, like we're up like three nothing pretty quick. Um, I'm net front on like on their net, and then uh, we're just standing there. And our guy shoves me, so I push him back. So he shoves me again, and he's how like, "How does this know, happen six-
0: every fucking game you play?"
1: Know, i'm just really nice and people don't like me for some reason so i'm like the guy's like six five and then like when he shouts me back i'm like i don't like it so i just grabbed them and i started like punching him a little bit and like I, he had a cage on and my fingers were hurting for like three days after because of how hard i was just gripping his mask and like shaking it and shit um i tackle him to the ground i'm just like kind of pounding his head into the ice a little bit we get up and then he slaps my ass and he goes good shit two minutes that's it i'm like sweet like easy money game goes on i am um, playing D we, I get into a net from battle with some other guy who's like 6 foot 6 and like fucking big like scary looking 2A so I'm trying to move him out and out front and I give him a couple shots in the back like cross checks you know like what you do. it's what you do I don't give a shit my team's up 7 to 2 don't stand in front of my goalie and, and these I stories really,
0: are the size of Chara but I bet you in real life was, no like not. this guy was
1: big I just wanted to bring this up because I really liked my line and so I'm giving him shots whistle goes turns around he goes you fucking asshole you fucking piece of shit I'm like I just I'm looking I'm like what and he goes fucking tear apart my back like that you know we have to fucking go to work tomorrow asshole and I went I work from home (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was a great response and then uh, I got and then I got off the ice because I was a little scared of what was going to happen to me Um, fast forward a little bit rub rub a guy out on the boards and then uh, he did what to a guy? I rubbed them out on the boards oh boy (laughs) <laughs> and he grabs me and he fucking like suplex drives me, man. Like fucking throws me over his side, drives me into the ground. My back still hurt. And I got bruises all over my legs and shit from it. Like rub him out. And, and I just stand up and I get a penalty, you know, no coincidentals, whatever. Go to the box. Um, and the guy, I hate, he goes, you like starting shit, eh? And I go, yeah, like, it's fun. Like, I don't know. I'm having fun. Like, whatever. I'm smiling the whole way. Go down. sit in the box. Ref comes over and he just looks at me and goes, what are you thinking tonight? Like, what's going through your head? <laughs> my God, and i i, I think, look at him yo, right in the eyes that's I me right every fucking eyes. tuesday dude i look at him right in the eyes i just go i don't know i've been in the gym a lot recently and i i just don't think i know my own strength anymore <laughs> <laughs> they're they're up looks at me because it's fucking working then <laughs> that's that like that was the um half the team didn't shake my hand afterwards they did shake hands with everybody else in the lineup but not me don't know why um geez so, point is, don't pest. complain about how tough hockey is if you're not willing to play. It's hockey. Get used to it. <laughs> Did not All score right. tonight, though. Uh, last night.
0: Next week. Next week on Braden's Beer League Corner, we'll hear about your sick uh, Michigan goal.
1: Actually, we had a guy go between the legs. We've tried the Zegers twice. I haven't hit it yet. I'm the guy who's hitting it out of midair. Yeah. Um, the guy who's on our team is really good. as the guy is setting me up? Here's the question: Our game next week. It's at it 6 45 on Sunday.
0: No, I'm not coming.
1: Am I going or no?
0: Super Bowl Sunday, you guys are again? Getting... No. Of course you're not going.
1: I think I'm going to go. Wow.
0: Come on,
1: if the Niners ran, I'd skip. But yeah. I don't want to go some, see some fucking fraud team and get their asses handed over. All them. right. All right. Quarterback Episode
0: over. Can we talk about
1: Tom Brady's <laughs> uh, nope. photo shoot? Nope. We'll
0: do that on the the football pod, which is coming to you on Friday. Check out the podcast. We're going to preview the Super Bowl and everything. But that does it for the hockey edition of the Loose Change podcast. And If we get
1: 5,000 listens on this episode, I will recreate the Tom Brady underwear shoot. All right.
0: Well, that's about 4,984 off of our average. So let's see what happens. We'll see if we can get there.
2: Hey, if Uh, you clip that, you never know.
0: Yeah, you never know. Fuck, that's true. And then we'll just have a picture of you. Let me know which to clip. I'll post it. I'll clip this joke. All right. So there's a mother of three, and the three kids are named Feather, Droplet, and Brick. So the oldest Feather one day at the dinner table asked the mom, "Hey mom, why am I named Feather?" And the mom says, "Oh, well, because a feather landed on your head first week you were born, and you smiled, so we named you Feather." And droplet says, "Oh, is that the same story for me?" And your mom's like, "Yeah, uh, Droplet, a uh, rain droplet fell in your head, uh, like third, fourth day you were born, and after you were born, and we named you Droplet, and that's great." And then Brick goes, "Ah." <laughs> <laughs>